you could be in a completely different spot one year from now, like a completely different place in life in a year. If you start feeding your mind with different things, if you're around the people who've done, be around the people who the thing that you want to do is average for them, is low for them. And being around them, even if it's just virtually, even if it's just through video content, it starts to shift. Welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. Join your host, Dotso Yobulu, as he learns from CMOs, agency leaders, and business leaders about the state of performance marketing, plus insights on strategies, campaigns, and intelligence for commercial impact. Connect the dots and enjoy the latest episode. Hi, marketers. This is Dots, and welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast. It's a special episode today, and with me is Ivan Kamichel, founder of the Ivan Kamichel Communications Group. At 19... Ivan built and then sold a biotech software company at age 22. He was a venture capitalist raising 500K and then moved that up to 15 million. Talk of your hockey stack. He now runs a YouTube channel, which I follow religiously for entrepreneurs with over 3 million subscribers. It's actually almost 4 million now and 500 plus million views. He's also written four books and speaks globally. He is... Forbes, one of the top 40 social marketing talents. And today we will be talking about a sage take on some of the best brand strategy quotes of all time. So it's quote seasons, guys, and we've researched the best for you. If you're ready, let's do this. Evan, it's an honor of a lifetime having you on this podcast. How are you? I'm ready, Dots. Let's go, man. This is exciting. Absolutely. So we often start by you telling us about yourself and things like that. But I guess you can give us like a 15 second summary of why you do what you do. I think for all of us, our purpose comes from our pain. So whatever you struggle the most with is what you want to help other people through. So I struggled a lot as an entrepreneur to believe in myself and get everything I was doing off the ground. And so now I make content and do interviews and write books and Really just talking to 19-year-old Evan and all the 19-year-old Evans out there who are struggling to believe in themselves to get their business off the ground too. Yeah, that makes sense. And of course, you're right. Your number one solution or your number one purpose is helping people and companies and brands who don't believe in themselves. And you've led by example, literally, like your YouTube channel is full of conversations with the most important human beings in the world today, which is amazing. But I also admit on their side that they have been very gracious to engaging with you and you doing the same for me as well. Evan speaking to Dots, an underdog. It's something that I would never have thought about. So what's the secret to self-belief? How did this 19-year-old Evan get over the issue of self-belief and being able to achieve the kind of things that he's achieved today? Yeah, I think a big thing is what you're feeding into your ear every day. What are you feeding into your mind every day? I think your environment has been perfectly designed to keep you where you are. And so whenever I start my day and I watch a Steve Jobs video or an Elon Musk video or Oprah Winfrey, whoever it is, put in some Aliko Dangote and Strive Masiyiwa and let's throw some entrepreneurs, I think bigger. I want to do more. And it shows potential. And so... For anybody watching, you could be in a completely different spot one year from now, like a completely different place in life in a year. If you start feeding your mind with different things, if you're around the people who've done, be around the people who the thing that you want to do is average for them, is low for them. And being around them, even if it's just virtually, even if it's just through video content, 
it starts to shift what you believe about what is possible. Because most people who are watching this, they're marketers, they're entrepreneurs. You're probably the most ambitious person that you know. You're probably the one telling others, believe in yourself, go do the thing, stop working at that job, go along. You're the one helping others. You're the most ambitious in the people that are around you. And that's great. Keep pouring into other people. But who's pouring into you? Who's the one saying, hey, Dots, what you're doing is good. But dude, you could be here. Let's come on, man. The, that talent, that skill, and that voice, and the Nigerian love. We need to be up here, brother. Let's go. Like, who's doing that? And for most of us, we don't have that. And so virtually, we can do it, right? How many episodes of your show have you done? Ah. Uh. I was going to get to that. So we've recorded over 120 episodes since April. I tapped into your energy and I'm a man of faith myself. So there was a bit of that. But I think what I learned from what you just said is the value of mentorship. I have always tried to work in an organization where bosses are mentors. And I approached my boss, Jake Jogova, head of Content Allies. I'd like to get an MBA. I've been doing marketing for 13 years. And he said, MBA, why not try a podcast? A podcast allows you to speak to more knowledgeable people like Ivan Kamichel, and that's for free. And, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I just went on. Now I'm getting tired, but I have so much content backlog to work with because when you are motivated, for me, it's just make a good use of that time and achieve what the best result possible, basically. What do you think about that? Yeah. So if you have 120 episodes on your channel, of interviews that you've done, if anybody watching this you love Dots, his vibe, his questions, the way he thinks. You listen to a Dots episode and you're like, man, I want to go off and do this. Great. You have 120 episodes to go back and watch too. If Dots was a part of your everyday, your year is going to look different next year. And so when we find the people who make us believe more in ourselves, be around that person more. We stumble across videos and we stumble across books or podcasts and we feel motivated while we're reading or listening, but then it, it goes away. Well, how do you keep that motivation, big thinking consistent? Well, you have to make that a consistent part of your routine. So if you love Dots, he's got 120 episodes. If you listen for 120 days, subscribe, but go back and listen. Or if you love whoever, you love Aliko Dangote's story, great. Be around it every day because it's going to make you want to think bigger. Yeah, that makes sense. And all our content, by the way, is evergreen. So Evan is right there. So let's get into some of the quotes here. And some of them we can go rapid fire, pow, pow, pow. Oprah Winfrey, everybody knows her. She says, one quote that I love, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you, end quote. And for me, I wouldn't rehash that, but that was exactly what it was. There was that power there was that focus. You know, Jake kept saying this too much episode. I'm like, Jake, I'm sorry, I can't stop. I, I know I have work. I know I have family, but I'm loving this right now. So what do you think about that quote? Passion is energy. Yeah. Wait, who's Jake on the team? Jake is uh, the CEO of Content Allies as a majority sponsor of this podcast. Got it. I love it. And so, hey, Jake, dude, we're just getting started. You think this is a lot of content? We'll just see me in the next year right? We're going to blow this thing up. And back to the passion quote, being around people who are passionate. I was talking to your producer, Brian. He was here before any of us. I show up, Brian's saying, welcome. Brian's asking me questions. We're talking about League of Legends and some other things, and he's getting me set up. And what a friendly kind of welcome to like Brian's passion about what he's doing. I was going to say we could, for a few seconds, even bring Brian on here. Brian is a hard worker. He just finished 
uh, I believe it was a 72-hour shift recording seminars for a non-profit. And I'm like, man, your work rate is awesome because that's a great fit for you and I, right? I make as an immigrant in Canada, four years, I'm taking every opportunity I can. I'm trying to push the needle. So Brian, what's your secret sauce? What's the juice? I just love this stuff, man. I love meeting new people. I love being around people that are motivated, especially when it comes to like content creation and building communities and building established homes for people to feel safe and comfortable on the internet. Brian brings passion and energy. Brian set the tone. We're sitting here at the start, like, where's Dots? We're waiting for you to show up. But Brian already set the tone for everybody here because he doesn't have to. Brian could just be the technical guy. Brian doesn't have to say anything. Brian could just be like, yep, you're good. Yep, okay, good. Like, he doesn't have to be, but he's welcoming and he's passionate and he obviously cares about your show and making this a success. And he's walking me through what's going to happen. It's like making me feel comfortable at the start, right? So if you're around those people who are passionate, they bring energy, but it also creates energy. Like me hanging out with Brian before the thing got started gives me more energy to show up on your show, right? And so when you're around the people who are passionate and bring energy, it makes everything better because you might have a down day because if you're always the one having to bring energy to the people, then Brian's like, hey, Thoughts, man. Come on, we got to do this. You bounce off each other. So it's not just you all the time. And especially for the solo entrepreneurs out there, it can be really hard to stay consistent because you'll have down days and you don't feel like doing anything. But when you have other people around you who have passion, energy, fire, you lift them up some days, they lift you up some days, but that's how great things end up happening. So yeah, shout out, Brian. Appreciate you being on the team and uh, the warm welcome, man. Yeah, for sure. We stalk our guests a lot, Evan. And for you, I think the stalking was like OCD level. I saw your interview with Seth Gordon, and I was going to ask if I can ever get an introduction to him. That would probably be like the pinnacle of this podcast, but more on that later. He had a quote in your interview with him, and I love that. He said, to expand your business, start by focusing on the smallest viable audience and overwhelm them with great service is what he said. But in my world, overwhelm them with great marketing. I also share that same belief in terms of have this very focused audience and expand from the inside out. So going back after that recording, what did you think about that quote or that message, wisdom from him? Yeah, I think if you're a small business and you're trying to succeed, you need to have word of mouth marketing take off. Like you need to, you're not gonna outspend your big competition. You're not spending money on Super Bowl commercials. Like it's just not happening. You're not hiring Taylor Swift to shout out the, the Dots podcast. Right? It's, it's expensive, man. It's expensive. Like we don't have budget as a startup, small entrepreneur. So you need word of mouth to take off. And how does that happen? Is when you overwhelm your audience with value. So whatever the thing is that you're selling or providing, it's making them feel incredibly special. Because you can do that, especially at the beginning. You can do that. And then you need them to go and tell five people, 10 people, 25 people, 100 people. And they will if they feel overwhelmed with value. If it was just okay, if it was just a, you don't even have to do a bad job. Like if you do a bad job, they're going to tell a lot, of, a lot of people how much you suck. But if it was just an okay job, like you just got the job done, just gave them what you said you were going to give them. That's cool. It doesn't mean they hate you, but you're forgettable. They're not going to tell anybody about you, not because they don't love you, but just because you're not top of mind. And what you did was just what was expected. But if you overwhelm them, right? Like I'm probably going to talk about Brian on the next podcast I'm on. I was just on this other show and they had this producer, Brian, who was awesome, right? Because <laughs> Brian was amazing. And it's atypical on 
a lot of shows. Uh, I've been on podcasts all day long and the host is always great, but the producer isn't always. And so you got to start, you, you got to lock up Ryan. Find him to like a 10 year deal or something here so people don't try to sneak in there. But that's how you overwhelm people with value. You need them to then go and talk about you. And it hopefully isn't as just transactional as that. Like I'm only going to do great because I want referrals. Back to the first quote about passion. Brian's not thinking, if I'm really nice to Evan, maybe he'll talk about me on his next podcast. Maybe that leads to like other gigs. So I don't have to work 72-hour shifts. And I'm sure he's not being that tactical, right? I'm sure he's just thinking, dude, I love this. This is great. And so that's why you bring on people who have passion and energy because they're just going to show up with a lot more value, which then helps the whole business grow. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And speaking of customers, this is like a two-in-one. So this is Jeff Bezos and uh, Steve Jobs. And both of them at different times have talked about focusing on obsessing over the customer. With Steve Jobs, it's a bit peculiar. So he says, get so close that you can tell them what they need well before they realize it. And this is what I've always told people when the iPhone came out, for example. They're like, oh, Apple created the market. I don't think there's really anything like that. They just got very close to the customers. We know that Jeff Bezos is obsessed with talking about customer obsession. And I hope his legacy continues. But what do you think about customer obsession? What's your view on that? One of my favorite things from Jeff Bezos is when he talks about getting missionaries, not mercenaries. So the mercenaries are the people who are just trying to make a sale and just trying to get customers where the missionaries believe in the thing that you're doing. And you want people on your team as well as customers that are missionaries spreading the mission, not just mercenaries. I think the easiest way to do that at the start of any business is for you to be the customer too. Like I still make YouTube videos for me. I want to be around these people. I want Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos in my ear every day. I still need it because I'm talking to you and it's great. And I'm all excited and Brian's amazing. And then I'm going to wake up tomorrow. It's gone, right? I'm starting over. So that's why I need Jeff in my ear and Warren in my ear and Steve. And so the easiest way to do that is not market research, but to you actually be a customer yourself. It's, it's a lot harder if it's only strategic and you're not actually in your audience pool. So if you're here talking about marketing and leadership, hopefully you actually care about marketing and leadership. So when you see something new, it's like, I can use this myself. And I can talk about it and I can help other people with it as well. Um, so I think at the, at the beginning of any business, that's the easiest thing to do is scratch your own itch, be in your own market, solve problems that you want solved for yourself and other people want them solved too. I like that. And it's very close to my next quote by Howard Schultz, the great man behind Starbucks. I will personally say Starbucks is one of the most important brands to have ever been created in the history of mankind based on how they've revolutionized marketing in general. And it says authentic brand does emerge from marketing cubicles or advertising agencies or market research. Like you said, they emanate from everything the company does. So basically for marketing to work, the company has to be great. And it's also reflecting what you said in terms of be the customer and see where it pinches. And if you can fix that, then you can fix that for your customer as well. Any additional thoughts on that? I think you probably covered it, but. Yeah, Howard, I love the story. I didn't know who he was at the beginning. And he had this great video that somebody asked him why he was supporting, I think it was same-sex marriage. I don't remember what the exact, he does a lot of things to support the employees. So they gave a lot of extra pay to part-time workers and all of these things before any major company did. He was the first. And so somebody in at a shareholders meeting stood up and said, Howard, like, why are you doing this? Like, who cares about all this stuff? We sell coffee. 
can you just focus on not being political and just sell coffee? And I'm expecting him to be a CEO, boring, vanilla answer, right? Is what you expect. Somebody asks a tough question and you kind of dance around the answer. I didn't know who he was apart from he's the CEO of Starbucks. And he gets up and he says, we see our business through the lens of our employees. And this is something we stand by. And if you don't like our stance, feel free to sell your shares in Starbucks and go buy something else. What did he just say? The CEO of a public company just tells somebody, go sell your shares in Starbucks. If you don't like what we're doing, go buy something else. So it's whether you like what he stands for or not, what I like is that he stands for something and he's willing to back that up, not just in private rooms, but publicly as well. So sometimes the thing that you love is not popular and will get pushback and get negativity. And that's where it really counts to actually stand up for the thing that you believe in. So that made me a fan of Howard Schultz. And I haven't heard from him recently. I know he was thinking of running for president for a while. What did you say about Starbucks being... Their customer experience, the way they acquire the customer, the way they keep the customer in there with all these technological innovations. And now the fact that people are even turning, they are thinking that Starbucks is becoming a bank because you literally can just save money in there to buy coffee for the future. I think they've taken both customer acquisition and customer retention to the next level. And that's great for a D2C brand, basically. Yeah, in early days, too, if you like study early Starbucks, they obviously have been expensive. They're not a cheap cup of coffee in any market, but they also didn't spend money in advertising. Like they weren't taking out TV commercials. You never saw a Starbucks TV commercial. And so a lot of it was through the experience and the whole idea where he came up with the idea. So Howard Schultz was on a trip with his family in Italy and how he saw that for Italians, the coffee shop was like a third home. There was the office and home. And then this was it. This is the third destination spot that they would go to and they would hang out and spend time. It was a meeting place. And then he looked at North America and you have Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, like in and out. Well, what if we created that Italian atmosphere where people wanted to come and meet and hang out and spend the day so back to like mentoring and modeling success, he like pulled that from what Italians have been doing for decades, no big deal. And he brought it to North American market and then poof, up pops Starbucks. Interesting world. I will not leave you without getting a quote from the man himself, Gary Vayachuk. And he said, markets like the year you are in. I felt that this is similar to how he's always talking about why one channel is the future and why people need to utilize that. What does that quote translate to you? I know you guys are, are friends. Gary's been a friend of the channel. He's been on a bunch of times. We've collabed. I don't know if I would call him a friend or he would call me a friend, but definitely a friend of the channel. Like I'm not texting Gary every night asking about the Jets or marketing or something, but he's been inspired by his work and grateful to be in his circle. I think a lot of marketing dollars are wasted. And I think if you're looking into 2024, you need to take, especially YouTube, very seriously. Like people are going to YouTube to learn now more than any other platform. Long form YouTube content for every industry, people are going to learn. And so if you sell something that you have to put information in front of, like bubblegum is an impulse buy, you're not putting information in front of it, but you're selling a product or service that you have to put information in front of, you have to be on YouTube spreading your message and creating content because people are going there 
They're going to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter to get inspired or get involved in conversations, but they're going to YouTube to learn. And you need to be there to educate people about your product and service. Yeah, I also add the podcasting as well. So don't forget that. Guys, I know we can go on and on, but that is all we have for today for this episode. If you want to see more episodes like this one, it's at dotlovesmarketing.com. And if you want to subscribe, it's the Marketing Leadership on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'd like to thank Content Allies and Deskrid for their support. Till next episode, connect the dots. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. There will be links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.